0: the four cornerstones of change habits like comfortable beds are easy to fall into but hard to get out of if we won't master our habits our habits will master us when we allow unhealthy habits to be our guide and counsel we give up control of our actions and find ourselves at the mercy of that blind giant holds the shots without any concern for our well-being. However, when we begin to deal with the attitudes and actions that bind us, we give ourselves permission to take control and to build new habit patterns that help us perform to our ultimate potential. There are four ideas that we call the four cornerstones of change. Understanding these four concepts will help you understand the right way to develop healthy habits. Cornerstone number one. No one else can change you. You must first admit the need for change, give up any denial or of your role in the problem, and take full responsibility for changing yourself. You must also understand that you can't change anyone else either. You can influence and inspire others as a mentor, but they, as individuals, are ultimately responsible for gaining new inputs, practicing them and surrounding themselves with a team of positive supporters. Cornerstone number two. Habits are not easily broken. They are replaced by layering new behavior patterns on top of the old ones over time. Since many habits have been internalized for years, it's foolish to assume to assume that three to four weeks of training will override old destructive patterns. To change any habits, including substance abuse, self-ridicule, eating disorders, and any other destructive lifestyles, Forget about the 30-day weather cures, the 60-day diet delights, and the get-fit, get-rich-quick fads. Give yourself about a year to internalize permanent change. Be patient. It took a number of years in observation, imitation, and reputation for you to pick up and store your current habits. Cornerstone number three. A daily routine adhered to over time will become second nature, like brushing your teeth or driving your car. Continue to practice your mistakes on the golf driving range and you'll remain a high handicap tougher. Learn from a professional and then practice the correct swing with each club as demonstrated by the pro, and you'll become the pride of your foursome. My favorite true story. It's about United States Air Force Colonel George Hall. He was a pilot who was shut down and parachuted into enemy territory. Five and a half years he spent in solitary confinement in a prisoner of war camp. In a cell alone, in black pajamas and bare feet, he was pacing in his cell with no light, no talking to other prisoners, and one plate of rice each day. To keep his sanity and pass the time, he decided to play golf in his imagination. You see, he had been a four-handicap golfer, averaging about 76 strokes per 18 holes. Before he was captured, he played one round of golf in his mind every day for five and a half years. He put an invisible ball on the tee and drive the ball down the fairway. He uses other clubs and irons to reach the green. He measured the puts going through the motions of pulling the flag out and watch his ball go to the cup go in the cup for five and a half years. He replayed every game he'd ever played well. He also preplayed every game he'd only seen the pros play on television. preplay and replay after five and a half years. He became atrophied and his eyesight weakened and he was withered and underweight and when he came back he went to the new orleans pga open and shot at 76 four over par matching his former handicap but he had not played on a real golf course in nearly six years and the media said wow congratulations colonel beginners re-entry luck he said luck Are you kidding? I never three-potted a green in five and a half years. And they said, Sir, did you have a golf course at the POW or Prisoners of War Camp? He said, Yeah, in a way, we all have one, in your imagination. He never missed. In a POW camp he was doing within, well, he was doing without. Many people have defined a self-discipline as doing without. But a better definition of self-discipline is doing within while you're doing without. Self-discipline is no more than mental practice, the commitment to memory of those tho- of those thoughts, emotions, and daily actions that will override current information stored in the subconscious memory bank. Then, through relentless repetition, the penetration of these in- new inputs into our subconscious result in the creation of a new self-image. So you have this ability to set up in advance what you want, and when you don't make it, you correct it. When you do make it, you confirm it. Practice makes permanent. Practicing negative behaviors leads to a losing lifestyle. Practicing positive behaviors leads to a winning lifestyle. It's so obvious. It's often completely overlooked, especially by the entertainment and news media, who help form our basic opinions on how the world works. And cornerstone number four. Once you change a habit, stay away from the old destructive environment. The reason most criminals return to prison is, th- is that they make the mistake of returning to their old neighborhoods and their old friends when they're paroled the first time. No matter how much they regret- regretted their actions while in prison, and want to go straight, they're easily dragged back into their old ways by exposure to the negative environment. When dieters reach their desired weight, they usually go back to their former eating routines because their new behavior patterns haven't been in bed long enough to make them strong enough to pass by the desert section of the buffet. Overweight individuals and dieters should stay away from the buffet lines. When our mind talks, our body listens and acts accordingly. We need to understand there is a vector's behavioral circle. Our self-image determines our practice, how we practice determines our performance, and that instantaneously, immediately after every performance, we engage in self-talk in words, pictures, and emotions to confirm or adjust our self-image about that particular action. It's a cycle. It's a cycle up or a cycle down and the self-talk we use after every performance determines whether the new self-image will reinforce the win or reinforce the loss. Question. How often do you engage in negative self-talk or self-criticism? Action. For one full day, from awakening unto sleeping, write down the number of times you are critical of yourself and of others. When you become aware of this habit, say to yourself, stop bad seeds. That's not like me. I'm better than that.